American corn farmers, a proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American corn farmers. Searching for the loan that's right for your life or your business? The Bank of Clark County offers personal auto financing, personal loans and business lines of credit, mortgages and business real estate loans, home equity loans, personal and business construction loans, and more. Whether you're looking to upgrade your life or your business, the Bank of Clark County has the loan that fits. Visit your local Bank of Clark County branch or go to bankofclark.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. It is Saturday, February 5th, 2022, 3.14 p.m. This is Ryan Walks, and I'm your guide, Alex Etlander. Today I am walking along the trail we have kind of real close to where I live. There's a creek and a trail that runs by it. Walked it many times. Uh, never done a riding walks here before though. My son suggested I do one and it was a good idea. So I'm doing one here today. Uh, there should be some nature sounds, but there's also going to be plenty of city sounds too, of cars and stuff. But can't do much about that. I know it's been a long time since I did a riding walks. Had a good schedule going with a new episode dropping on the first of every month for a good two years, I think it was. And then everything changed. I think I'd hinted a little bit about it through last year with a new baby coming. And he arrived three weeks early at the end of November. And that changed everything. <laughs> and I haven't been able to do a recording since then, understandably, with everything going on. But as we've gotten used to working with the newborn, he's our second kid, so I know a little more about what to do this time. As our schedule has settled down more and got things a little more organized, I've been able to go on walks with him. I've got him hanging for me right now in a Bjorn. I do this walk, so you might hear some baby sounds too. He's still awake. Usually he drops off asleep when I'm doing these walks, but so far he's still awake. And yeah, so while we were doing one of these walks, my other son suggested it'd be good to do a writing walks here, and he's right. So I'm glad I managed to be able to do one here today. We'll see how it goes. So I'm going to be talking about kind of life update, what's going on with me lately and how that relates to writing. 
and then talking about another little hobby I've developed over the last year or so. Now that relates to writing, and then we'll end it with a recommendation like usual. So as I said, this is our second child, so we know a little more about what to expect this time around. A little calmer, less stressed, understanding that as each stage is reached, as each big thing happens, and it seems like it's going to be like this forever, and when I'm going to get sleep again, that it's not always going to be that way, and that things can change real fast with a newborn. The one thing we didn't plan on was him arriving three weeks premature. So he was kind of on the cusp where he wasn't considered a preemie necessarily because he wasn't, he was at 37 weeks exactly, but he still wasn't full term. So it's been a little bit of juggling of working out with him being three weeks early and how each stage and development has hit and things like that. Um, at first it was very much him just needing to be on us to sleep one of us to sleep on us so we were doing three hour shifts over a 24 hour period each of us getting a little sleep and doing chunks of sleep and it was really rough but then he developed and changed a bit and we started getting him down in this thing called a snoo which is new baby tech you have to look up it's expensive but a friend of ours gave us one which is very cool and that's helped get him more regulated into sleep and feeding and getting us more sleep and had things settle down a little better for us now as I said with the second kid I kind of knew like last time everything is in upheaval Thank you. Everything is in upheaval. You really can't predict anything. You're just at the whim of this little bundle of joy and what it does and what it wants. And you do your best to satisfy it. Satisfy what he wants or she wants. I mean, in this case, it's a he. What it needs and to minimize the crying and discomfort for everyone. It's a sacrifice on your part, on your partner's part, all for the sake of the baby. I did this with our first son, and eventually as things settled down, I started doing runs then, going on jogs. Now he's asleep. Going on jogs, and that definitely stimulated me creatively. I listened to audiobooks at the same time, too, and that's actually when I started getting into podcasts, listening to those.
and so that kind of kick-started me wanting to write again. With our other little one here, Henry, it was, you know, as I said, big upheaval at the beginning, very little sleep, things slowly changing, but still being unpredictable. But again, we had the foreknowledge that things are not going to be the same forever. Things change week to week and will change month to month as he gets older. And I knew creatively, while I've been doing really well, writing a lot most nights, recording lots of podcasts, working on my many shows, that it all came to a grinding halt. I'd even thought about starting something with my tea podcast where they were doing a special thing for Christmas where you could get a like tea advent calendar and have a different tea every day. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do little reviews on each tea for the day of December going through the month. But soon realized that wasn't going to happen once the baby arrived because there's just no time and energy to dedicate to anything but the baby pretty much. So while my writing and creativity wasn't so much grounded to a halt, just like hit a solid wall and it didn't seem like there was going to be anything going past it. I still knew deep down at some point I would find the opportunity and ability to write again. I knew it was something that was going to take time. I just didn't know how much time. Maybe weeks. Maybe a month. Maybe multiple months. But eventually I would find a place where I'd be able to start writing again and want to write. I think this is something that's taken me a long time to learn as a writer. When you're really wanting to write and work but the time doesn't make itself shown to you, doesn't present itself. You don't feel like you're generating the space and opportunity to do it. And you just feel kind of depressed about it. To understand that it will happen, but it's something that can take a longer time than you expect. And to just kind of let it breathe, give it space, keep doing what you're doing. And eventually, opportunity will open up for you and you'll find that chance to write. I think just by understanding and accepting that this is what's going to happen, it relaxes you and relieves you of that stress so you can focus on those other things you're working on and give them more concentration. And I think in doing that, then when the opportunity does arise, it's a lot more apparent and you realize you need to seize that opportunity and to use it. So with me, it was, as we were using this snooze sleeper, and he was starting to sleep more, uh, we were having a schedule where my wife, because she would be feeding him every two to three hours, would be in the bed and I'd be downstairs, basically turning the couch into a bed, having a chunk of sleep and then relieving her in the morning for her chunk of sleep while I had the baby. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that weird one? Yeah. And as we started regularly doing this each night, I realized there was this little block of time after she took him to get him down for the night in the snoo. And I was downstairs all set up that I have a little bit of time to myself to do something. And that's when I realized this was writing time. This is my opportunity I've been waiting for, and now it's here. And I could feel my creativity growing because I was realizing that, wanting to use it. And that's where I started writing Cersei Season 2. It helps with Cersei because the episodes are shorter, unlike with the Ostium. They're about half the length, so they're anywhere from, I guess, 10 to 20 minutes in that range. So the writing, you're looking at 1,500 to 2,000 words. I'm going to get a little noisier now because we're getting close to the freeway. That's how it has to be. So I knew with these little moments of writing, any little bit I could get done would add up quickly to completing episodes, because the episodes were shorter. And now as Henry hits 11 weeks, I've gotten is it four episodes written, I think, out of the 10 episode season, so that felt really good to do that. And then about a week and a half ago, our next big life change event happened where my wife started getting sick and it didn't take us too long to suspect that it was COVID. She did end up testing positive, as did my son. And even though I had some symptoms, I never tested positive, which is a little weird. But we've been dealing with that for the last week and a half. And the good news is we're all vaccinated and now we're all pretty much recovered, a little tired and weak. I had to change my schedule going back to my day job for parental leave and take an extra week off for COVID leave. But we're all doing a lot better now. But it was another moment where I'd gotten into a routine with my writing again with Cersei and enjoying these little nights. And all of a sudden, it was an upheaval again. And I just accepted and realized that I couldn't get any writing done, but that was okay. I just had to stop doing it, drop everything pretty much, and wait for the next opportunity to come again when I'd be able to get back to it. But it would take time, but it would happen. And now, a week and a half later, I feel like tonight, the creative juices are definitely flowing. And I feel like I've got the schedule, we've got the schedule back on. We've got the schedule going again with him sleeping in the bedroom at night and me downstairs. So I've got the opportunity again to do these writing sessions and I'm recovered enough that I can start writing again. The point I wanted to make with all of this is that life is never going to be predictable you try your best to stick to the schedule, but crazy things are always going to happen. Changes are always going to happen. Good example is my uh, writing goals I've set for the last few years, and each time I've had to talk about big changes in my life happening that I never could have predicted at the beginning of the year. Same thing here. But to understand that it's just part of life, and I've always felt that while I love writing and it's very important to me 
my family always comes first. And I'm always willing to sacrifice writing time for them. So that's why it's been easy for me to just say, all right, writing's on hold till I can get back to it. I got my family to focus on. And to know that time will come up again, as it has for me each time over the last few months. And to be accepting of that, feel okay about it. And to know that when the opportunity does rise, that's when you need to seize it. And I feel this applies to many life events where maybe you can keep riding through it. But if you can't, you don't want to force it. You don't want to try and change too many things in your life to make that writing happen if it's going to be at a sacrifice or detriment to you, your health, or your family. It's okay to just let the writing wait, and you'll get back to it when you can. So I wanted to talk a little bit about a hobby I've kind of developed over the last, uh, yeah, it's been about a year now, a year and a bit, my pandemic hobby of uh, getting into vinyl. It's definitely been a bit of a learning curve when I had to learn that I got a cheap record player and I thought I was having problems with the records and they weren't all scratched up and not playing right. And it turned out the record player just wasn't good enough, so I had to upgrade the record player. But it's been fun just collecting some of my favorite music. I'm really hearing in the vinyl the closeness to it that I don't hear in the same way when I'm streaming or listening to CDs or anything else like that or radio. When I got my headphones on listening to vinyl, it really can feel like you're in the studio with those people as they're recording. And so naturally, as I do writing when I can, I'll put a record on and be listening with my headphones. And I've realized vinyl works really well for creating segments of working time, little chunks that gives you little breaks at the end of it when you need it. Because sometimes it can work where you'll just be powering through and writing for a long time. But often you're doing stops and starts and things like that, doing little moments of time, chunks of time, and then needing a little break to whatever it is, check online, look at social media or whatever. And I realize that records work really well for that because each side is at maximum 25 to 30 minutes. So you have that little writing sprint and then you take a little break whether it's to flip over the record or put another one on, have a drink or something, and then get back to working again. So it's kind of funny, this little hobby I've developed has turned into a writing tool for me in some ways. And I guess this thing I learned from a friend called the Pomodoros system or effect, or um, it's like a style of uh, working where you do a sprint for whatever it is 20 25 minutes and then do that break afterwards and then start the next sprint and that's what vinyl has become for me a useful writing tool to help me focus and get a chunk of work done and then have a little break and then work on another little chunk again so i recommend it if anyone's uh, wanted to try that you could probably do a similar thing with uh, playlists if you want. Have a bunch of songs together and then 
I don't know, have a quiet song or some sort of silent song. Give yourself a break and then get back to it. My recommendation for this episode, <laughs> baby's woken up now, so you might have some baby noises, is uh, one I've been wanting to do for a number of months now. <laughs> I promised the publicist I would once I got the review copy, but just haven't had the opportunity, obviously with everything going on. But the book is Sharp's Assassin by Bernard Cornwell. I've been reading Cornwell for, I was thinking this morning, about at least 25 years, I'd say now, maybe longer. I read lots of his books and lots of his series. And it wasn't until the beginning of last year, I think it was, that I started his Richard Sharp Napoleonic War series and really loved them and just tore through those as I was working my day job and was really delighted to find out that come fall there was a new book being written that he hadn't written one in a number of years and was writing a new book in the series that was going to get released. And I really enjoyed the whole series, really got caught up with the character and fell in love with him and really enjoyed this new book. And I thought this time I'd just read a quick little Goodreads summary on the book to give you an idea what it's about. This is like the 20, I think 21st or 22nd of the series, but it can really be read on its own. Lieutenant Colonel Sharp is a man with a reputation, born in the gutter, raised a foundling. He joined the army 21 years ago and it's been his home ever since. He's a loose cannon, but his unconventional methods make him a valuable weapon. So when, the dust still settling after the Battle of Waterloo, the Duke of Wellington needs a favor. He turns to Sharp. But Wellington knows that the end of one war is only the beginning of another. Napoleon's army may be defeated, but another enemy lies waiting in the shadows. A secretive group of fanatical revolutionaries hell-bent on revenge. Sharp is dispatched to a new battleground, the maze of Paris streets, where lines blur between friend and foe. And in search of a spy, he will have to defeat a lethal assassin, determined to kill his target or die trying. As I said, this is a great book if you wanted to just dip into the series to give it a shot. Let's feel what it's like. Cornwall does a good job of through the rest of the series giving you hints about what some of the other big battles are and what the books about how the books are about to get you interested in reading the other books. So you can do it a couple ways. You can read the standalone one, or you can start at the beginning like I did and go through them all in order. Thanks for listening to this episode of Writing Walks. Hope it came out okay. I'll find out how the sound was once I start editing and releasing it, and I'll know for next time what places not to record in. Usually we have some nice noisy ducks, but we didn't this time. Henry wasn't too bad. Where are you, Henry? Keeping us entertained. If you'd like to support me or my shows in any way, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast where you get access to ad-free episodes and a bunch of other goodies. Or you can support me on Ko-fi, link in the show notes, slash Lander, or on my website, osteumpodcast.com or osteumnetwork.com slash, well not slash so much, but just click on the support button. Thanks again for listening in. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you enjoyed Henry contributing where he could. 
I'm not sure when the next episode will be, but I will definitely be doing one, as my talk about writing in this episode shows. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know it will happen. I just have to be patient. Like, I hope for March 1st, but we'll see. Until then, thanks again, and see you on the next Riding Walks. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.